0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. When Jesus left this earth, He never intended to leave us powerless. When He said, These signs will follow those who believe. In My name they will cast out demons, speak with new tongues, pick up serpents, drinking anything deadly it will not hurt them, or lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. He gave us miracle power. Here in Pastor's series, You Are a Miracle Worker, taught as you've never heard it before, we study the two most powerful tools God's ever given mankind, gifts making us miracle workers, the name of Jesus and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Do you have questions about this baptism? What speaking in tongues is all about? Or why is it that just at the mention of that holy name, every knee in heaven on and under the earth must bow? Their power now revealed to you with their anointing on you, in you, and flowing through you, God has truly made you a worker of miracles.
1: Open with me to the book of Acts. We've been working in the book of Acts and talking about the anointing, talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, about many things. But I want to go back to the book of Acts chapter 1 and um, want to go to verse 4 and start there and read down and we'll talk about some things tonight that I think will be a blessing to you and very very important. I want you all to know how much God has invested in you, how powerful you and I are in the anointing and the powers of God. We do not walk powerless, but we walk power powerful or powerfully. We should be walking powerfully because we have the power of God in us. Say I have the power of God in me. I have the power of God in Hallelujah. So that's why that's why we need to understand the word and what the word teaches about this. Now, in chapter, four, uh, ver, uh, chapter 1, verse 4, it says, In being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart, and that was Jesus from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit many days from now. There is an experience beyond salvation called or subsequent to salvation called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There is something called the baptism by water, but there is an experience beyond that called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Every believer, every person who has come to know Jesus, every person who has given their life to the Lord should have received or should Receive this gift of the Father called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now once we receive the Lord, we do receive a portion of the the Holy Spirit, but you don't have the fullness of the Holy Spirit yet. It's 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 an experience that's subsequent. It's something additional to salvation. It happens after you receive the Lord. It's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus, teaching here, said you you will receive the Holy Spirit from not from many days uh, from now. And he goes on to say in verse 8, just jump down to verse 8, but you shall receive power, explaining what this baptism of the Holy Spirit would bring. You will receive power. Now, if you check the root of that word, it comes from the Greek, which means dunamis, that's how you pronounce it, which means uh, dynamite or miracle power, wonder-working power, power that is very uh, dynamic in its working. Those are the only words that we can find to describe what this word power. So Jesus said, and don't leave Jerusalem uh, because in a few days you're gonna receive this gift of the Father, this Holy Spirit. For John truly baptized with water, but there's a, another experience beyond being baptized with the water and it's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You're gonna be baptized with the Holy Spirit and, and fire. And, and you see, he said, now, now let me explain this this power is going to come on you and when this power when this dynamite miracle wonder working power comes on you you will now then be anointed empowered strengthened by my spirit to first and foremost be my witnesses in all of the world and really one of the things we must learn right from the get-go is that God has dispensed this power in our lives not just so that we can play church with one another come on This power is for us to go out into the world and to help people to come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. He said, I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to cause power to come upon your life so that you will first and foremost be my witnesses in all of the world. So for those of us who have received the Holy Spirit, don't just play church with it. Don't just hold on to it. Don't just, you know, pray in tongues and shout hallelujah when you're at church and do nothing about it when you're out in the world. We're called to be witnesses wherever we go and don't tell me you can't be a witness because God has already, if you've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he's already anointed you to be a witness. You just have to open up your mouth. It'll be amazing what will come out. When you stand before unbelievers, when you stand before those who are God mockers, when you stand before those who have no faith in God or no understanding of of the Lord, when you open your mouth, you will be amazed that we will come out. It will not be you speaking, it will be the Holy Spirit and the anointing that's in you. This power that God has given to us, this baptism of the Holy Spirit, this dynamite, miracle, wonder-working power is not just for us to come on a Sunday morning and hope that we have a prayer line so we can lay hands on somebody and watch them fall down. This power has been given to us to go out into the world. And to preach and to be witnesses and to let the world know and to let the world be touched by the powers of God. I'm going to tell you right now, if some of us would be bold enough to go out in the world and begin to do what God has already commanded us to do and begin to uh, preach to the people, let the world know about Jesus and about the power of God, you'd be surprised what will flow through your hands. You'll be surprised at the power that will be dispensed through you. You'll be surprised at the people who will come to know God, serve God, love God, the people who will be healed of sicknesses, the people who will have bondages broken in their lives because you are demonstrating the power of God. That's why the power has been given to us to go out into the world and demonstrate this power to a cold and dying and sick and very troubled world. The world is in need of the dose of the Holy Ghost. Right now, if we're not careful, the world is taking the place of the church. If the church doesn't wake up and get ignited and fired up and understand the power that's been invested in us and do something about it, you're going to have people like Oprah Winfrey who's on television talking about ungodly, unclean power that doesn't come from God. Its origin is not from God. It's from the pits of hell from Satan himself. Because it does not glorify God, it does not lift the name of Jesus, it does not bring any honor to God, it just exalts man. This power has been given to us to override and to overthrow every work and every power of the devil that would ever be unleashed before us. Glory to God. So he says, in not so many days, you're going to receive this Holy Spirit and with this baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's why I believe that every believer needs to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. The world is getting more and more evil. And it's becoming more and more a challenge to live in this world. And if you don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you, you might end up becoming fodder for the enemy. We need the power, we need every available piece of power, every available blessing, every available anointing that God has to offer. You and I need it in this day that we live. I cannot, walk, I cannot walk empty. You cannot walk empty. We must be walking every day filled with the very powers of God. And the way that begins is, number one, getting baptized with the Holy Ghost, getting baptized with the Holy Spirit, getting baptized with this gift that Jesus spoke about. This is an empowerment This is an anointing that God wants to give his people so that we can walk as powerhouses in the world. Somebody give me a better amen than that. So I thank God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I thank God that so many years ago I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It ignited my life, set me on fire. I have never been the same since, and I never care to be anything I ever was ever again because I've been touched by the very powers of God. Changed ignited, lighted by the very, very powers of God. So Jesus said, you will receive power that will come from the Holy Spirit. You'll receive this power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the the end of the earth. And that is a command that goes right on down to this day that we live in. We are called to be witnesses for Jesus. And it's time for us to, not, to rise up, not be ashamed or be embarrassed or be coy about it. Let's go out in the world, tell the people about Jesus. Let's lay hands on them. Let's shake them up by the power of God. Let's show them how the power of God really works, amen? There's so many deceptive spirits out there and so many, so, many, so many just deceiving spirits that have been unleashed by the enemy. But we have the power. Say, I have the power. The power is, power is in me by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So he said, not in so many days, you're going to receive power. So they're all assembled in that room and the Holy Ghost falls upon them and they get this, 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 strange language that comes out of their mouth called tongues. One of the very first evidences of the baptism of the Holy Spirit for those of us who don't know about it is that you have the ability to speak a language that's beyond your own understanding. It's a language that's not comprised of English words or any other language. It's a heavenly language. It comes from heaven above. It comes from the innermost being. And once you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit, you have the uh, opportunity. You have the blessing of tongues in your life. That's the very first evidence that flows. I thank God more than y'all as Paul says, that I speak in tongues. I speak in tongues. I love to pray in tongues. It, according to the Bible, it fills, me, it fills you up. It energizes your faith. It builds you up. It builds up your faith. It, it, it says, the Bible says that when you're praying in the Spirit, when you're praying in tongues, that your mind is unfruitful. Because when you're praying in, in the Spirit, you, it says that you are, you're praying. You're talking mysteries. You're uttering mysteries unto God. And your spirit, your mind, your human mind doesn't understand it. It's not supposed to understand it. That's why the devil contests tongues more than ever. Oh, it sounds like me doing it. No, it's not you doing it. You just don't understand it. And we get very uncomfortable when we don't understand something. And we want to think that, you know, it's weird or it's, or it's crazy, but this is the spirit speaking. These are sounds and utterances coming from the depths of one's being. And it says when we pray in the spirit, you can check it out in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Don't go there right now. But it says that when we utter these things, it's our spirit that's uttering and we are speaking mysteries. It says our mind is unfruitful, but we are speaking mysteries unto God. Think about it. We're praying. Sometimes, see, in tongues, sometimes we don't know how to pray. How many of you have ever been in a, in a situation when you just didn't know the English thing to pray? You didn't know what to say. Maybe it was like, it just was so awful that you didn't know how to even pray about it. Well, it says when, you see, that's what tongues is all about. You begin to pray in the spirit. You're uttering mysteries. You're uttering, you see, you're uttering things that you don't even totally understand. God just takes over and you begin to pray in this heavenly language I thank God for my heavenly language how about those of you that are baptized in the Holy Spirit and you have your heavenly language pray in tongues in the morning pray in tongues at noontime pray in tongues in the evening pray in tongues whenever you pray over your children in the spirit pray over your finances in the spirit Pray, you know, over your your needs and your concerns and your worries. Pray over them in the spirit. Use your heavenly language. Don't let the devil get your tongue. Did you hear what I said? Don't let the devil get your tongue. Use your heavenly language because it is powerful. The devil contests it because he can't stand it. And the reason why he can't stand it is because he cannot understand it. It's a heavenly language. Hallelujah. 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 You got to get your mind out of the way. You got to just shut down the thinking in the brain. Some of you are on the brink, on the breakthrough of getting, it, getting your prayer language. You've come up for prayer. You've had hands laid on you. You've, you've asked the, the Holy Spirit to come upon you. The moment you ask for the Holy Spirit is the moment you get the Holy Spirit. You say, well, I didn't feel a goosebump." Listen, did you feel a goosebump when you got saved? No. You receive the Holy Spirit the same way you receive salvation by faith. So some of you came up a couple weeks ago. You got hands laid on you, and, and maybe you didn't you didn't start speaking, You didn't feel a goosebump. You didn't feel you know a chill. You see, uh, sometimes if we're not careful, we think in the charismatic every in the charismatic world or in this kind of church that we we have here, we think everything has to be a goosebump and a chill, and we throw our faith out the window. But not everything is a goosebump. Not everything is accompanied by a chill or a goosebump, or, or a shake or a rattle or a roll. It has to be received. The things of God need to be received by faith. Just like your healing has to be received by faith. Just like your salvation is received by faith. Just like every other answer to every prayer you ever prayed has to be received by faith. So, so you receive the Holy Spirit the moment that hands are laid on you, the Spirit is imparted to you, and the next thing is that you must now be willing to let go of your brain. See, some, some here have not yet broken through the tongues because you're, you're using your head. You're trying to understand it. You shut down the brain, you shut down everything you hear around, you open up your mouth and you let it out because it's in you, because the Holy Ghost is in you. If the Holy Spirit is in you, then the language is there. You just have to open your mouth and let it out. Start moving your tongue. Start putting sound to your voice. But just let it rip and let it roar. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Some maybe just got a little bit of prayer. Don't worry about it. You just keep, you just kept letting it rip. Just let it keep going because the Holy Ghost is in you. When the Holy Ghost is in you, the language is in you too. And the moment you ask for the Holy Spirit is the moment you receive the Holy Spirit. And, and that's, that's testified to in, in the book, in the Bible. It says if you ask for the spirit, you're gonna get the spirit. God would not give you a serpent or, or if you ask, God, if you ask the, your heavenly earthly, if you ask your earthly parent for bread, would he give you a serpent? If you ask him for, you know, a fish, would he give you a serpent? Or if you ask him for bread, would you, give, would you give him a stone? No. And it's the same way with the Holy Spirit for those who ask. When you ask, you receive the Holy Spirit. So he's gonna give the Holy Spirit to those who ask for the Holy Spirit. So when you ask for this baptism of the Holy Spirit, you get, you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you have tongues in you now. You have the ability to speak in this heavenly language. And uh, it is so important as we read through, we see Paul spoke in tongues. Jesus, last, last week we went over to Matthew, uh, Mark's gospel and it says one of the evidences of those who would follow and believe in Jesus is that they would speak with new Tongues. How many of you here last week, you saw that in, 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 Matthew, in Mark's gospel, chapter 16? He said, one of the evidences, these signs will follow them that believe, and he listed some things, and he said, one of those things would be that they would speak with new tongues. So, for those of us that are baptized in the Holy Spirit, we ought to be praying in tongues every day. We ought to pray when we, you know, for our needs, for our wants, for our desires, to just build ourselves up, pray, pray in the Spirit for our future. Pray over the things we don't understand. Pray over the things we want and desire. Pray over our children. Pray over our businesses. Pray over our jobs. Pray in the spirit because you're, you're, you're laying down prayer that is so holy and so perfect and so pointed towards God. It's, it has nothing of no, no human uh, touch to it because sometimes when we pray in English, you see what happens is we pray instead of praying the will of God, we pray our own will. We pray our own mind. But when we're praying in the Spirit, we're bypassing our, our minds and we're praying the will of God. Yes. How many of you want the will of God? Yes. How many of you want God involved? See, I want the will of God. I don't want my own will. So, one of the sure ways to get the will of God is to pray more in the Spirit. Oh, I love it. Come on, somebody help me here. Give me a better amen. This is exciting. Pray in the Spirit. Now he said, you will receive power, and there's really three forms of this anointing that comes upon us in this power or in this dunamis, and one we've talked about already, but let me, let me break it down. He said here in, in verse, uh, go back to chapter um, one, verse eight, he said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So this, this anointing comes in three ways. It's the anointing upon you, the anointing in you, and the anointing that flows through you. Did you hear what I said? It's the anointing that comes upon you, the anointing that's in you, and the anointing that flows through you. Let's just look at these from the Bible standpoint. And we saw it here in, in Acts chapter one that he talked about the power coming upon you and that you would as a result become witnesses. I like to call this the believer's anointing. All right, this is the believer's anointing that you would be the witnesses of of God. Now, let's go back over to Mark's gospel for a moment and look at what we looked at last week, where we left off last week. But let's take a look at Mark's gospel and see a little bit more about this anointing that's upon us. And he says here in chapter 16, and again, this is the believer's anointing, this is for everyone who is a believer. He says in Mark's gospel, chapter 16 and verse 15, he said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. What's the commission? Preach to every creature. When I first started out preaching, I had no, no human to preach to. So I preached to the squirrels in the park. I preached to myself in the car. I drove by and preached to the trees that were before me. Preach to every creature. Amen. I didn't have a pulpit. I didn't have an audience. Didn't have a church. Didn't have a congregation. Didn't have anybody. So I just preached to the air. Amen. He says, go preach to every creature. Hallelujah. He said, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And verse 17 says, and these signs will follow. The signs are supposed to follow the believer, not the believer following signs. Sit still right where you are and do the will of God and just hold fast and watch the signs are going to start following you wherever you go. He said, these signs will follow those who believe. In other words, let me, let me put it this way. If the signs are going to follow you, then you have to go somewhere. You have to be going somewhere if the signs are going to follow you. If you're not going anywhere, there's going to be no signs. If you're not out in the world preaching, if you're not out in the world talking about Jesus, if you're not out in the world doing the works of God, if you're not out in the world making your mark on on your little world, then there's going to be no signs following. He says the signs follow. We have to go in order for the signs to, to follow us. Unfortunately, we have more Christians trying to follow the signs. That's why people are flying all over America and all over the world trying to find find signs and wonders. Signs and wonders are where you are. They ought to be following you wherever you go because the Holy Ghost and power is in you. So wherever you go, you are a sign and a wonder ready to happen. Did you hear what I said? You are a sign and a wonder ready to happen. It will be a wonder. Let me tell you, when you're standing in the midst of your little world, and you start talking about Jesus and laying hands on people and, and praying for grabbing their hands and say, let's pray together and, and let's ask God to, to come upon this circumstance that's before you. Signs and wonders will follow us when we're going somewhere for Jesus. Amen? And he said, these signs will follow those who believe in my name. Now, we're not doing it in our name. We're doing it in the name of Jesus. He said, in my name, they will cast out Demons. Every demon, listen to me, every demon, that's why believers should never be afraid of the devil. Every demon is subject to the name of Jesus. That's why you need to pray in the name. You need to command in the name. You need to demand in the name. You use the name that is above every name. And you know the verse I love that's from Philippians. At the sound of the name of Jesus, everything in the heavens, everything on the earth and everything beneath the earth must bow at the sound of the name of Jesus. (laughs) Everything is subject to the name of Jesus. Jesus is the head of all things. He was there at creation. He is still there now. And because of the work that he did in this earth... All things are subject to Jesus. We as believers, the, the day that we, we, we go to heaven, on that day, that judgment day when everything is over, we're going to be standing before Jesus to be judged for the things that we did in this earth. It gets awfully quiet when you start preaching like that. You say, oh, what does that mean? Pastor Ray, help me here. I'm not ready to go yet. Well, you better pray for some more time then. Hallelujah. <laughs> Don't take me yet, Lord. Hallelujah. One day we are going to stand before Jesus and be judged because he is ahead of, all, he's ahead of all things. Everything is subject to the name of Jesus. So he says, in my name they will cast out demons. We have the power to cast out demons. Did you, how many of you know that sickness is a demon? It's demon activity. We have the power to cast out the devil. When we're praying for the sick, We should cast out every foul operation of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Demand, command, in the name of Jesus. Is everybody with me?
0: Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry.